0: Hi, I'm Holly.
1: Hi, I'm Campbell.
0: And this is Get With the Programme, the podcast for people who love TV and love chatting about it too.
1: And we have we got a treat for you today. When it comes to chatting about TV, I, I can't think of, of anyone better than uh Sohel Shah. So we'll be uh, talking to him shortly.
0: Um, but first this is your final warning if you're thinking about entering the Debbie's Our New Talent Award as uh, entries close tomorrow. Uh, There's lots of different categories to choose from, so whether you've got an unproduced script uh, or a a pilot that you've made, uh, scripted or unscripted, or if you're someone that's just breaking into the world of uh, directing or writing or producing. I forgot which categories we've got.
1: Well, th- hey, if you want to get into TV, <laughs> there'll be something that you can shoehorn your ambition into for sure. But um, uh, we 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 don't have producers, but you know what? In a way, you do. If you produced a test card pilot, yes. that's so. where the producers come in. Um, so yeah, so if you've done something great, whether it's something you've written, something you've made, um, or something you've done, there are opportunities there for you, and you don't have to be at the lifetime achievement end of the business no, to definitely. enter these awards.
0: And just to clear up any uh, rumors that have been floating around, there is no real Debbie. The Debbies stand for debut, so.
1: That's true. There are real. There are, however, real Debbies in life. True,
0: there are real Debbies in life. Um, not a myth.
1: yeah, and uh, you know, Debbie McGee comes to mind true um, but there are there are others other debbies are available
0: other debbies are available uh, so yeah so tomorrow is your last opportunity uh, to enter if you're listening to this as it comes out on the uh, 31st of January February 1st at 11pm is the absolute deadline so make sure you get everything submitted and sorted by then but before that how did your conversation with Hale go Campbell? it
2: was great
1: I wish we had more time this is very much a part one of at least a trilogy, I think. We will be going back to Sohel because we just skimmed the surface. So um, as Sohel's such a big Star Wars fan, I feel it's appropriate to almost look at it as the beginning of a trilogy. Mm. And this was very much A New Hope, where we kind of covered uh, the, the early years um, of Sohel's career. And it's really interesting. It's a great story about how he got into TV and how he just... His charm and positive attitude, I think, has kind of got him where he is today. But there's so much more. So in a way, if you enjoyed this, um, I'd like to think that there'll be more installments in, in the kind of the Shah epic. And um, I'm looking forward to those. So this is me and Sohail. Uh, enjoy, and we will see you next week. Joining us today. You're welcome. So, Thanks for having me. It's very exciting. You're uh someone I wanted to talk to for a while about this because I know as well as, as being able to make television, you love it. I do love You're it. You're very passionate about it. I do, I do. And you? if you follow uh Sergio on you'll get a nice uh a dose of that on a on a daily basis. <laughs> on a daily like, basis probably. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um so sort of thinking about sort of T V when you sort of think back to when when you were a child, what was sort of your kind of Earliest uh, memories of it, are sort of flickering away in the corner.
2: Uh, we always had a lot of TV in the house. I think it's uh, not just an Asian thing, but particularly in Asian households. Because I'm I'm like first generation, so my parents uh, came over in seventy, um, and I was born in seventy six, given away my age. But um, so we always had like lots of TV, um, and we also had a lot of Bollywood movies as well. That connection to um, the, the homeland as it were so I used to watch a lot of uh, films on our uh, video that we rented for a while and then sort of got videos and my dad used to drive and get the, the tapes from the store and we'd watch those films and give them back and uh, weirdly more than even though I do sort of fact-tent TV now the big thing that I used to remember growing up was um, the big uh super soaps and the big soap operas like your Dallas and your dynasty and all that as most people did used to watch but that was a big thing um, in our house and a lot of people we knew probably because it was of the time but not too dissimilar to a big Bollywood movie actually it's really over the top and melodramatic yeah. and there are always family issues and all that
1: quite I, quite racy Really? As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably... Were you allowed to watch it? Or were you sort of sneaking in? or No,
2: well, weirdly, because it was on... I used to... I had to go to bed at 9 o'clock, as most people did, probably, if not a bit earlier, but I used to go to bed at 9, and those shows were always on at 8, so it was like, okay, you can watch it, and as soon as it's finished, it's bedtime. Trust so, the water shows. Yeah, so Dallas was Wednesdays, and Dynasty was Fridays, uh, and so that, that was alright, so I could watch those. So I used to watch that, um, but I suppose earliest memories were... Um, Probably just like most, but when, when you're younger, um, Saturday morning TV. And I used to come home for my lunch from school as well, so maybe like, you know, your rainbow and let's pretend <laughs> to, um, lunchtime, but mostly um, Saturday morning stuff. And I just, I loved it. Because if you think about it now, it's a shame we don't have it, but it's interesting that over the next year or so, it's now going to come back. BBC Truders have put money into doing a whole other um, Saturday morning kind of thing to get people because it's not on network TV anymore CBBC and, and digital they do a great job but they're not they're not network because yeah. now on Saturdays if you turn the telly on you've got cooking on both sides whereas when we were growing up it was every single um, celeb and every was, pop band you can yeah. imagine all in one studio I mean the, the mix of stuff you used to get in one three hour chunk was amazing, and you had a choice, because there was the BBC offering, or the ITV, so it was like, you know, are you Saturday Superstore, well, a <laughs> are you Superstore, or going live, yes. or are you number 73, or Get Fresh on ITV? Yeah, so, number
1: 73, that's Sandy weeks on the right. I know, which
2: is really weird, because then I, I, I know Sandy now, and I know her really well, and she hosted QI for me, so to work with someone that yes. you'd watch when you were only like six or seven, and then get to know them and work with them... 30 years later is an absolute trick. I mean, she's lovely as well, which is great. But yeah, it was weird. But I love it.
1: I always remember about those, those Saturday morning shows. I think probably my first sort of disappointment about finding out like, about how TV really works, was in my mind, they just started having fun at maybe six in the morning. And then that three hours just happened to be the stuff that was on camera. And then when it ended, they were just hanging out all Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Having fun. And yeah. I'm sure it was very much yeah. cameras off, in cabs, off. Um, but it, that sort of feeling of that, that live television experience and it being so long, it felt like it was just kind of like a, kind of a window sort of opened into how TV works. And you sort of got a sense of around the edges as well. You sort of yeah. see camera people and you get a real sense of like, this is live TV, this and, is happening. And you
2: hear them and things can go wrong and the kind of, you know, albeit on a, on a very kind of like low level interactivity, whereas now, you know, we've got tweets and we can dial and everything. But back then, you know, these massive pop stars, these huge movie stars are on and they say, you know, at 11.30 they'll be taking your questions so you could phone in and get to speak to them on the phone. That is, it doesn't matter what age you are or what time, as in decade it is, that's still really exciting because every generation has someone that they like listening to, like watching, and if you can talk to that person in whichever way, um, that's just really great. And all the competitions where, like, you know, you you win this, you win that, and you said, oh, I loved it, I absolutely loved it.
1: And so, would it would it be fair to say that that might have planted a seed for you a little bit in terms of once to work television? Or uh, you it know, same that that later.
2: I suppose it it did uh, unconsciously, but um, I really wanted to be a uh, I wanted to be a journalist. Um, that was always my thing. so I did uh, English and French and German for my A levels, and when I went to uh, actually before I went to uni, because then I changed when sort of things came my way as it were um but i thought no i really uh, i'm not really into science you know as much as mom and dad want me to be a doctor um and they still want me to be a doctor but i've you know it's still time, well, no, it's time. Not, well this is what they say you know we're watching holby city and i was at, like a little game which i love i absolutely love um and i was like play, play a little game with myself going oh i wonder if i can diagnose what they've got before they reveal what it is you know just a little you know yeah. geeky thing that i do and um sometimes i get it Right. well quite a lot of the time I get it right but I think that's only because I've watched it for so long I kind of know what they've already covered so what's left Yes. ish maybe that's what it maybe. is but then I'll say you know, such and such it might turn out to be right and especially if I'm home in Manchester when I'm watching it I'll just like casually say something and then look over at my mum and dad and they'll be looking at each other and I'll be like they're thinking, why to become a doctor if he knows what's going on? It's like, yeah, it's not a real pro. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's not an omstock, It's a, it's a drama.
1: You need to worry when they start referring people to you. you are exactly, like real people yeah. like, well, yeah, yeah don't Yeah, do. oh, he knows all about that. Yeah. He knows
2: all about that. Try and cut a bit where it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, of course, I can do it for you. Um, so I uh, I want to be a journalist, but writing about. Um, Sort of like lighter things, not like a a political journalist or anything like that. Just uh, probably, and I know, I'd hate the word frivolous because it, it really demeans what people do, and you get that a lot. And I, I don't mean I don't mean that, but the kind of the light and more enjoyable yeah. kind of journalism. human interest, exactly. Yeah, And I'm not going to say celebrity because, like, <laughs> even though I, I love all that stuff, I'm obsessed with it, as you know. But um, in, yeah, so that's what I wanted to do. So uh, journalism, and then uh, when yeah. I was doing my a levels. um Maybe it was my GCSEs. Actually, kind of, some sort of exams. I can't kind remember really. which one it was, now, but something. Um, and I had a I had a Saturday job at the same time in a um, a, a well-known chain of uh, stationers. Uh, you can say it. Kind of, I, I, oh, yeah, I, like, I like that you still got, well, the, no, the, the got the BBC. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Other stationers are, are available. available yeah. uh, w-, <laughs> w. H. Smith. Um, in uh, in Manchester. Uh, so I, I had a Saturday job, so I used to go in, and then um, I was on the the magazines and uh, newspaper department. And uh, a new presenter at the time—I'm not going to say who because then it'll give away the programme. I'm not having anybody watching it; it's <laughs> embarrassing. But uh, a new presenter—she um, lived in Manchester at the time. And she used to come in every week and just buy like loads of magazines. And the hilarious thing is, I remember—I remember thinking, "My God, she must be like well important or really rich if she can afford all these magazines." I mean, that was I was easily pleased. Um and I got I got talking to her one day and um and kind of like that, that was it, you know, and uh I just thought, you know, she's very nice and then one day I wasn't working and then uh went in anyways I don't know why I was in there, but I was with uh, I was with my dad and she was in there and I just like nudged my dad and I said, Oh that's such and such and he went, Oh, well you should go and say hello to her I said, No no I, you know, bear in mind I was like fifteen, sixteen, whatever. Yeah. And I went, oh, no, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that. So anyway, he just bounded over to her and went, oh, hello, can I introduce it to my son? And I was like, oh, God, Dad. So then we got talking, and uh, she said, uh, and I said, well, you know, I really like, like your show, I watch your show. And she went, oh, thanks very much. She goes, is there anything you don't like about it? So And I thought, well, I'm not going to say no, because, I mean, there wasn't, actually. And I just said, no, no, I think it's great. I said, uh, and the only thing I could um, think of saying was, um, oh, yeah, no, it's really good and everything, but... And um, everybody sounds like they're off Emmerdale. That's all I could say. Everyone sounds like they're off Emmerdale. Uh, and then she giggled. And she goes, "Well, that's funny, actually, because uh, we film it in Leeds, um, next to where Emmerdale is." And I went, "Oh right." And I thought that was the end of it. She goes, "Oh, you should write to the, um, you should write to the producers and tell them that." And I said, "Oh yeah, okay, I will." Thinking, as if. And um, so that was it. So then I went off. Uh, she went off. I went off. We went to carry on shopping. And I told my dad what, um, told my dad what she'd said and she said right well you've got you've got to write the letter and then she told you if someone tells you to do something you've got to do it and I went you what anyway stood over me and made me write this letter because it was rude otherwise so I sent it off to you know uh, it was Yorkshire TV obviously. so I'm not going to say what it is I'm um, to work it out and uh, and I did, didn't think anything of it at all and then um, like the following week I got a uh, back in the days when he got letters, uh, I got a letter which was actually really exciting. Just saying thank you for your letter, Sahel. Uh, we read it with great interest. Blah blah. Um, uh, this is the name of the producer. Have a chat on the phone. So I did. So I phoned them, and uh, they said, uh, "Oh, you know, it was great to hear what you had to say. It's really interesting. We love getting letters, which was nice." Uh, would you like to come to the studio to have a look round? And I was like, oh my God, I've never been to a TV studio. It's great. I said, yeah, well, you'll have to wait until half two Because I'm at school. Um, and they went, yeah, yeah, fine. So then they, they arranged for me to pop over to Leeds and they gave me a tour of the studio, which was so exciting. I, can't even t- I mean, even now, because I'm 40 now, but even now, every time I go into um, the studio, bearing in mind I'm in them all the time, um, I still get a buzz because it's so exciting. It's just like a real without sounding really Oprah about it. It's just a real privilege to do those kind of things, especially if it's a show that you like working on. Because um, if you don't like it, you don't have to go and say, I can't make it. But um, I, I'm really lucky with the slate of shows that I've had to look after in the past. Um, so I, I, I can't wait to get in there half the time. So uh, so anyway, I went and had a look round and uh, was completely blown away by it, just by the fact that this was happening in front of me and in the studio next door. Countdown was being filmed and I, I've i watched Countdown I'm a, I love my quizzes I've watched Countdown since the beginning so that was amazing Emmerdale was just over over the way um, so all this stuff was going on in this like close proximity and it was just really exciting I had a real buzz about the place um, and then we went into this room where there were lots of um, sort of games consoles and stuff and uh, said oh would you want to have a go on them and I was like yeah because like why would I not Yeah. so you know, went round and this is gonna give it away and I'm still not gonna say what it is, but um uh so I I had a go on it. all these like games which were, were not released yet, that was the big it Would have been
1: like kind of Mega Drive Super Nintendo totally. kind of period, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Pre pre 3DO and yeah, all that stuff yeah. so it was. And I had a I had a Super Nintendo so I was like, Oh my god, these games are amazing. So uh we had a go on them and everything and I just told her what I thought and that was it and I was like thank you I just—I literally could not say thank you enough I was so impressed and I was like so I was like blown away they asked me to come over I was like so chuffed and so and I was I was literally I had my coat I remember I had my coat on because it was like the end I was going they'd got a car for which was dead cool as well I was like do you want a car to the station I was like oh my god you don't get a car now I was like yeah cool so I was waiting for the car and then Susan who was the producer said um so do you think you could say all that stuff um, again? Or, sorry, could you, say, could you say all that stuff again, but on camera? And I, I had no clue what she was saying, basically. And I just kind of went, yeah, yeah, probably. And she went, oh, right, cool. And that was it. And then she, she went back into the room. I was, I was sat in reception waiting for this car. And then she came back out like, literally like two, three minutes later. And she said, right, OK, should we see you in September? And I said, yeah, cool, thinking you're going to come back. And have another visit in September. And honestly, that's exactly what I thought she meant. And I was like, right, yeah, fine. Thinking how lovely. And uh, and I left, and that was it. And then it must have been like a couple of days. It wasn't long, but a couple of days later, um, I got a I got a letter again uh, in the post um, saying uh, uh, this this this. Your these are your recording dates, and ended up joining the show. Um, doing some on-screen stuff, which I have no intention of. I've never done it since, and I actually had no wish to do yeah. it then. But that's what made me think oh, I want to get into it. But I ended up doing it for three years. Wow! Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know this right I day. don't ever tell Yeah, it it, because if I, didn't really I thought, well, like, you know, well, I
1: think the listeners have enough clues to do some deep, this, like deep type of research. <laughs> um,
2: but that's <laughs> what switched me from. Um, the journalism route yes. into well actually journalism is writing about stuff yeah. and having an opinion and you know television is the same depending on what you want to do but also it's creative and that I was kind of as I said I didn't really know what kind of journalism I wanted to do but then this came along and, and just the kind of um, I don't know really the whole kind of like the the, the buzz of being a, a part of a production team and being in a studio and you know just within an organisation yeah, yeah. I found that really intoxicating I really did I absolutely loved it and um, yeah so that's when I decided to do media instead of journalism and uh, I went down the TV route yeah. um, but I had no wish to be an on screen person I mean that was just like a, a quirk that yeah. got me into it because um, it's a very well you know it's just a very different type of uh, it's a very necessary part yes. of TV of course it's no shows happen but I, I just didn't ever hmm. want to be yeah. part of that. I just wanted to be behind the scenes, but it was just a nice little intro. Absolutely, and it got me. A oh
1: way I suppose when you're that age as well, you came in. I can, I can imagine you doesn't as a young man could we charmed them? I Everyone, we've got to get him on screen but anyway, was, but as you said <laughs> we're a bit oblivious you're sort of too busy looking at how it's all made like, yeah, play, yeah, like, sure. I mean
2: I was so stupid I didn't even know what she was saying to me I just when she said I'll see you in September I was like yeah cool, cool thinking yeah. oh another day out. I'll come back I, in for the consoles again basically yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah that's exactly what I thought yeah. that's exactly what I thought so uh, yeah I ended up doing it for three years but that's I
1: mean in a way it sounds like how important that was for you and the things that led up to you and I'm sure you thank him every day for making sure you went off. Oh, god it reminds, it reminds me yeah, of that every yeah. moment um, but in a way the the ability to sort of be there and sort of visualise it is important do you think if you hadn't had the opportunity to go into that studio do you think it would have always just seemed like a, a mysterious intangible thing to you
2: probably I think um, I mean you can never say never can you because, especially for, for me because um, at that time anyway it's very different now but then um, obviously like now most of the production happens in London but the kind of the um, ITV region system yes. York TV, Granada, Grand Prix, all that was still in existence yeah. so every kind of like major city had you know TV going yeah. on um, and London was the biggest obviously and then the next one was, was Man it was Granada not Manchester because yeah. it covers Liverpool as well but it was Granada and all these humongous shows came out of Granada yeah. so which is only about like you know it's a six minute drive into town from where where I grew up. So um, I, and we'd always go past it on the. Way. That's the thing when you see something every day, you just you don't take in True. how important it is or the relevance of it. Um, and you can kind of drop in passing, you know, when people are, were coming to visit or you're going into town, going, oh yeah, just um, Corey's filmed in there. Yeah. Uh, you know that's the set, or the, you know the uh, stars in there. Which at the time, Stars and Rise was like the biggest show on yeah. TV, and that was done in there. Um, so you can be a bit like, oh yeah, that's where it's done. Um, so maybe I would have done it, but I, I, I think I probably would have focused more on on the writing. And with that, I don't know where I would have gone because I've never had to think about it again because yeah. I, I never did it. But um, I could have done. But yeah, without that trip to um, the studio, it wouldn't have kind of crystallized in my mind what what it was. And even then, it was the it was the intro to. Uh, what career I wanted, but even I mean, at the start, you change when you're in the when you're in the industry, you, you kind of change your kind of trajectory of what you want to do and and the the the, te- the type the, te- the type of TV that you want to make. Um, but I always wanted to do the the light. I mean, I have done documentaries, obviously, but um, the light stuff is more enjoyable for me because you can just play around with it more and have more fun with it.
1: So, what was the sort of transition from obviously that very specific, unique opportunity you had to be? So front of from the camera. When did you sort of get your your first job in TV in 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 kind of in the way that you wanted to be in TV?
2: Um, so I I kind of I had a little bit of an insight I suppose by being the the on screen person for a bit um, and talking to the production team of that show because um, I you know you know I like to talk to people when I was very shy about then. But um, I liked I like to talk to people because I always think, you know, most people are interesting. They've always got stories, and, you know, especially there because they were working in TV. So I just wanted to know, you know, what they'd done. And, and it was a relatively young production team, so it didn't feel like I was kind of, and I was like 16, 17. So it wasn't like I was talking to someone who was like in their 40s or 50s that I thought, oh, I, I can't chat to them. They were kind of young themselves. Um, and I looked like this when I was 16, so it's like, you know, they probably thought I was the same maybe thinking there's no way this kids at school he's, he's having us on um, so I would just talk to them about you know what what did what did you do or what have you done before is it fun or all this kind of thing just out of interest more than anything and they were saying you know we, we've done this we've done that but if you were if you were ever gonna do it if you wanted to do what what we're doing now um don't wait until you've got because I you know I was at uni by the time that I got to the later series anyway and um, uh, if you want to get into the industry, if if at all possible, don't wait until after you've graduated to start contacting people about jobs. Um, excuse me, um, about work experience. Obviously, jobs you can't do a job if you if you're at uni. But um, just try try and make inroads if you can, uh, because then that'll hold you in good stead. And then by the time you do graduate, hopefully you'll have a rapport, and then they might have something for you, etc no different really to what the advice I would give people now but it kind of it really helped me then because now having been in the industry I can tell people that but no one in my family has ever been in TV I didn't know anybody in TV um so that that advice wasn't really forthcoming for me so to get it from them who actually were in the industry was a real help so um from da- and, and living in Manchester really helped because we had Granada, and, and then they opened all the satellite channels at Granada, which now no longer exists, but back then it was like really cool. Um, so I just, um, I didn't use Google because it wasn't around there, I can't remember how I did it, but maybe I just made a, maybe I read a paper, I actually can't remember, maybe. but um, I found out who was um, in charge of the new uh, Granada satellite channels because I thought there's no way they're going because I still call it Granada Main. I mean, it doesn't exist now, but there was Granada Main where all the yes. network stuff, and then there were the new satellite channels. Was men and Motors. Men and They'll Motors. Say. Yeah, yeah. So there were two there were uh, there was uh, Granada Good Life, which is all your, um, you know, your cooking, your gardening, yeah. and all that, which had no interest for me at all. And then there was, uh, and to be fair, no one knew what was on because it hadn't started yet. Um, and then there was Men and Motors, which was supposed to be like nighttime TV, like music and fashion, oh, but nothing was on, but they were going, yeah. it's going to be this, it's going to be that. And I thought, well, that sounds much more like the stuff that I would watch. Um, so I found out who was in charge of that. Um, and it was um, Mike Spencer, who was just the nicest guy ever. And uh, I just wrote to him and said, hi, you know, blah, blah, I, you know, these channels are starting, it'd be lovely to come in and see you for a coffee, or if you've got any work experience, whatever. Um, and he was really sweet, he literally, like, sent me a reply back. It, it was so quick, because I did it when I was at home on, on a yeah. uni break, and I got the response while I was still there, and I was only on for, like, ten days or something, so he did it really quickly, bless him. Um, and he said, why don't you pop in, because um, it's just down the road from me my house why don't you pop in and uh we'll have a we'll have a chat and I was like yeah cool so I went in and uh you know there was all these like so many people and um all brand new I mean a few people have done other things but it was like a relatively young uh company
1: and that's a really useful piece of advice I think sort of doing your research reaching out to people being very specific about why yeah you're getting in touch not the kind of blanket thing and obviously sort of uh it was Mike. Mike Spencer. Mike Spencer really sort of uh, responded to that
2: yeah he did and it's kind of that might have been oh, I don't say how many years ago probably, Like that was over 20 years ago but I would still say that that is the way to do it now either. and if anything um, it's easier to get in contact with people because you have to sit down and write a letter you can email them which yes. is amazing um, but yeah I mean who wouldn't want to receive communication from someone that says I really like your output. I think it's great. I particularly like this show. It's like something I would like to make if there's any chance for me to come and work on it because I'm doing this. I mean, people are not going to go out of their way to write something like that to you unless they actually want to do it. So there's, you shouldn't be scared about doing that, I don't think, because you know nothing mentioned, nothing gained. The worst they can say is, I'm sorry at the moment we've got no opportunities or you might not hear. But actually, if that's the case, then that's fine as well because if there's nothing there, there might be something somewhere else in my case it kind of worked out because he got back to me really quickly yeah. and said why don't you come in for a chat so I did and um, he just said uh, oh it's nice to hear I remember he said it's nice to hear from uh, a local lad which I thought was really sweet because yeah. you kind of especially now with this whole kind of everything's too London centric and there's not enough inclusion and representation on TV everyone's got their own opinion on that but it's kind of as have I um, <laughs> But thing to say that I remember thinking that was really sweet, and it kind of it kind of put me at ease. Going, oh well, you know, no problem. And I, yeah. I think I said, well, I leave down the road, so because um, I did. Uh, and he just said, well, you know, we we don't because um, it was brand new. It says we haven't had anybody come in to do work experience because we're literally just starting. Um, but when you have your holidays we'd happily ask you to come and, like, do a week or two if you wanted to. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, absolutely. So um, a Christmas break that year, I think it might have been 1996 Oh, my God, yeah, <laughs> Um I went and did, uh, and, and, you know, at uni you get a long holiday break. Yeah. It's not like school where it's only two weeks. You get, like, a month or something. Um, so I went and did my two weeks. Completely loved it, like, loved it every single thing about it and you know it wasn't like oh yeah you're in at nine you go up at five I would stay all day because you know you know what I'm like I kind of like like doing things a lot so I would just like stay back and go to studio records and like help out it was the nice thing about it at that time because it was so new and they uh, and very very low budget it was for satellite no one really knew how to fill the hours really if I'm honest and um, whatever was made so long as it was all right (laughs) And, uh, well, passable, but as long as it was watchable and put together properly and looked like it, you could get it on. So I think within the first week of me being there, I worked on a show called uh, uh, The Video Dating Show, which was just exactly what it is, you know, like singletons, like talking about it, uh, looking for love. So Video Dating Show, uh, The A to Z of Style, which was a fashion show, um, coming soon which was Jenny Powell hosting it, which was a live, well, recorded as live, one hour late night kind of studio show with music, and music, basically, it was their answer to TFI Friday, which was oh, on okay. at the time, the first time round. So, and that was all within the first week, and I was like, this is amazing, yeah. this is like, brill. Um And I had two weeks, and it was getting towards the end of my second week, and then um, uh, John McCormack, who was the head producer of the whole thing, who I loved a bit. Um, hello John if you're listening Um, he just said uh, oh you're leaving you're leaving us I was like yeah it's getting to the end of two weeks and he just said well do you want to stay another two weeks and I just went do you want me to and he said if you want to and I went yeah so I ended up staying the whole month I think I finished like on the Friday and went back to uni on the Monday for the new term so I did a whole month there and then the following um, and I kept in touch with them via email because things had developed then because it was the 90s Uh, and then sort of like the next easter holiday i went back and i did another month and then the, the summer break i worked there as well it was brilliant it was absolutely brilliant so but then ironically when i graduated in my because it's me um, in my head i thought sort of once i'd finished uni and i was looking for my job in my head i don't know why i thought this but i thought well i've done all that now yeah you know what i mean i've done those shows yes. so i don't need to go back and do it again so in my final year in the nicest possible way so in my final year, I was thinking, well, what else is there, and uh, what do I like watching, and and who makes it in Manchester? What companies make it in Manchester? And uh, Tony Gregory, who is a um, very well-respected studio director, he did like Audience with the Spy Skills, all those Audience oh, yeah. shows. Um, lots of pop concerts, did pop videos as well. He set up a company with uh, Nigel Martin-Smith, Take That's manager, and uh, lovely Ben Western, who is now at Reef TV, but then who I met initially at Granada Satellite. So many people came out of the office, it's just mental. So they set up a company called Straight TV and they did a documentary about um, uh, the nightclub uh, trade. Was it trade? I think it was. The one at Turnmills, it's trade, isn't it? That, that was there. That was, it's not there now. Yeah, but, but
1: was it just Turnmills? No, I don't know. And I'm what was, was it? Well, it was yeah, the one at yeah. 10
2: Mills. Oh, God, what a great story! I can't remember what it was called. Cool. Anyway, this yeah. one documentary. Uh, so, they did this documentary, uh, and I saw it. I thought, oh, that's nice, you know, that's, that, that's nice, that's fun. <laughs> um, so, I just sort of like googled them to see if they did anything else. And they were, um, T4 was pretty much in its infancy then. Uh, it was much more links than the odd thing. And uh, Tony's company did Planet Pop. Which at the time was uh, was about nine minutes a week, so it was like an interview with a pop star, and then a performance, an interview, and the the thing with the performance was um, they did it there for, well, actually there on location for the camera crew, and then they edited their own pop videos with playback um, to of these songs interspersed with bits of videos. It was really cool. So I used to see that, and I thought, well, that's that's music. That's kind of fun. Um, so I, I must have written to them about three or four times over the course of my final year at uni again trying to get ahead of the big deluge of when everyone graduates yeah. um, and you know they wrote back and they were like well we haven't got anything at the minute because I, I also wanted a runner's job quite rightly you start at the bottom and, and work your way up and they didn't have anything um, and then I think I graduated in July and I just kept like writing and then within a couple of months um, I wrote to them again, and they said, actually, we might have something, do you want to come in for a chat? So I did, and then uh, my first job was at Straight TV as a runner, office runner, and then program runner. So um, I did did stuff for T4, and because the company was kind of getting bigger, because people were kind of responding to it, so in the run-up to Christmas, they got given a few other specials, and a few other things as well, um, in the in the, in the, the T4, um, uh, what do you call it, a zone, time slot, block. block, block, I guess, maybe. yeah, yeah. Um, so I did that, and it was really, really hard work, it was so, it, it was so exciting, and then, um, something else happened, but I suppose I'll tell you that later, <laughs> cause I think that's, that might be getting later, we might be getting later, yeah, um, And then it went from a seven to eight minute show a week. Um, Barry Ryan came in as the exec because Andy Peters was over. So I suppose ultimately Andy Peters was my first ever boss, I suppose. It's pretty good. Someone who,
1: again, like you, made the transition from front to to, uh, behind.
2: But you know, the funniest thing was I remember he. um, So yeah, you know, I watched Saturday morning TV as most people did, live and kicking, love it. And uh, and he went and did Top of the Pops as well, of course, uh, ultimately. And, um, so I was at the, uh, I was at the office, and being the runner, I would answer the phone, if like the main, like, the main, uh, office number, around and, uh, I remember the first time, and, uh, I answered it, and said, you know, hello, Straight TV, and he's like, oh, hi, it's, uh, it's, Andy, it's Andy Peters for Tony Gregory, and I was just, remember going, oh my god, it really is Andy Peters the, the Andy yeah. Peters. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, that was great, I love that. Um, so they, uh, Andy was in charge, and then, um, Barry uh, Tony uh, asked Barry Ryan, um, who he'd worked with on uh, the ozone and the noise for and the ITV, to come on board because uh, they extended the show from seven or eight minutes a week to a full half-hour show, which is a big leap. Yeah, Uh, content-wise, it's huge. So the team didn't really grow. So we were, we, I mean, grew a little bit, but not massively. Uh, so we were very busy. But then that was when uh, Barry gave me my step. I mean, I'm still very good friends with him now. I love him. Um, he gave me my step up from runner to researcher. So my responsibilities kind of went from, well, I can't really do sizes on a podcast. Kind of, yes. My hands are very close together says, now. They're, they're, very about, they're about, yeah, they're about two
1: inches apart. And yeah. then they're about three feet. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah.
2: So it was because it was, and it was this brilliant. It was so. It was, it was knackering. It really was knackering, and the hours were ridiculous. But um, possibly, looking back on it, like the most fun. It was so much fun because um, we had a great team. I like. I got on with everyone. I'm not gonna say that other people didn't, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, liked everybody, and it was just this massive, kind of weekly collaborative thing of going, what, what you know, what, what do we do to fill. 23 minutes of telly this week we've got you know you've, you've got your booker who does your um, uh, interviews with uh, they can slot in the interviews with this person uh, this band we've got performance with this band according to release dates that's all fine but what are all the other things that go around it um, to, to make a show so then we were doing kind of um, <laughs> just just weird stuff not like mad oh my god off the wall stuff but just like really fun stuff. Um, so I think my my favourite thing we started doing like polls like what Vox Pops with people in the street because they're always easy to do um, and it was when uh, Victoria Beck so we knew that um, Channel 4 had given Victoria Beckham her own show like a, an interview show just like a one-off um, Victoria's Secret I think it was called Victoria's Secret and uh, how, what would we do I said well we, sh- we, should, re- uh, we should review it say what we think and then get people's opinions on whether they thought it was any good or not and it's like right yeah what do we do so and um, because it was a, um, a pro- you know, production companies always really messy well then, they're not so much now but they certainly were then we had CDs everywhere and tapes back in the days of tapes and all this like junk and all these like freebies that record companies used to send out they don't anymore and um, and uh, we had like a load of Spice Girls dolls, because um, Tony had done the Spice Girls thing, so there were loads of Spice Girls paraphernalia, and we had like a posh Spice doll, so I went into the meeting, I took this doll, and then um, really randomly, there was, there was a pair of knickers as well, for some reason, just in the office, so in our ideas meeting, I was like, right, this is uh, this is what uh, what we can do this week, so let's do the TV review, let's do... Uh, Vox pops on Victoria's Show. What do people think? And I just held up both things, the knickers and the dollarish doll. I just went, um, "Is she posh or is she pants?" <laughs> which nice. I, which I think that even now I think that's hilarious. I feel like that's a format. Yeah, nearly, yeah, on its own. Um, so we did stuff like that, and we and we did it, and uh, I just thought it was like the funniest thing ever. And then um, and then. Uh, Planet, so the show was called Planet Pop, and then I'm a massive film fan, so we started doing um movie reviews. But it wasn't about because everyone does movie reviews in and in T4 they did it themselves, so we couldn't do the same thing. So our take on it was uh, we're only going to talk about movies that had fantastic soundtracks or had people like big stars doing the music, and then we could talk about the music. So that was Planet Popcorn, see what I did there, did you see what you did? Uh, and then I would go and do Junkets as well. So it was it was. Honest to God, it was amazing. I was interviewing, it, and then Barry started asking me to interview, um, do the interviews for the show as well. So I remember in one in one week, which is just hilarious, because I really fought to get them on as well. So Destiny's Child were just about starting; they'd done one or two tracks, but they weren't the Destiny's Child we know now. And I said, "Look, this band is massive. I really like to get them on." but they were going to be on T4 as well on the same day or maybe the week after so we couldn't really do the same so we, we couldn't have them and I was like mortified because I was like a big fan because uh, I had like the original album without the remix so I was like oh it's great, it's great um, so we couldn't have them and we had like someone else I and mean, instead like you know someone naff like Jessica Simpson or something like that who I had no interest in um And then that interview got pulled or something happened or she wasn't doing it, something happened. So we had a gap in the show. And I went, please, can we have Destiny? Because we had a performance as well. So please, can we have Destiny's Child? Um, And Barry went, oh, yeah, okay. So um, we we came down to London, because we're based in Manchester, came down to London. And then in that week, uh, the director and I, Jason Carlier, who's amazing, who does loads of stuff now, um, we stayed down. And in that week that we did those interviews, I interviewed Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Destiny's Child, and then, weirdly, uh, Kathy Burke and um, Ari Enfield for the soundtrack to Kevin and Perry go large. When
1: you said Kathy Burke, it was like, surely not the nil-by-mouth yeah. promotional tour. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's, like, it. That, that's, in, that's, that's it. That's pop at that period. That's Ab- everyone.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, the wages were, like, normal... Ish, yeah. but at that time you don't really care because you know I was 21, 22, maybe 23, whatever. And you don't care, you just want, you just want tickets to go and watch concerts. You want to hang out at really cool places and you want to go and meet really good co- basically, what I want to do now, actually. <laughs> Never mind 23, but um, and that's what I got to do. And it was great, it was knackering. Um, but you know what, isn't every job's hard, it doesn't matter what industry it is. If you're working, you're working, the hours are a bit funny, but you get you know, it's all kind of pays off in the end,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, that, that sounds like the right amount of fun to have in yeah. your early 20s um, I feel like
2: that kind of level of fun is missing now if I'm completely honest because I, just, okay. I, don't, I yeah. just don't think those kind of I mean you have fun in other ways but I suppose if you were starting out or you were a researcher yeah. now um, because of the nature of the industry television and music particularly music yeah. which is why music TV doesn't really exist now on network anyway yeah. um, those kind of avenues kind of disappeared yeah. so you don't get it you, so you just concentrate on your location shoots and because reality TV is a big thing now so I suppose now their version of having a lot of fun and hanging out and just being raw is, is going to work on a reality show yeah. which to me as an old person just doesn't <laughs> doesn't
1: suit at all uh, what programme would you say that you're most proud of
2: having worked on and, and you've worked on quite a few Um, I've got a couple yeah because I kind of like just and we did that, that earlier on so when when I was um when I was doing Planet Pop, um, I got very, very ill, uh, so I had a couple of weeks off, and I was just, I was just exhausted, and ended up in hospital and stuff. And I was just really tired, and it turns out I had glandular fever in the end, so it wiped me out. Um, so I just had to phone up and say, "Look, I know I'm the runner, but like basically, um, all my job responsibilities, um, I won't be able to do because I've been told to sit down, not really walk very far, certainly not carry anything. So I kind of can't really be your runner." So you just gonna have to get somebody else, so sorry about that. I'm really gutted, blah blah blah. And Tony Blessing was so nice, he goes, Don't be ridiculous. You come back, uh, do light office duties, and uh, you know, we always want ideas and development, so you just do that because you write well. Because by then I'd be, I was writing stuff and said, And you write well, so just do that. And I was like so grateful, I thought that was so nice. Um, so I did, so that's what I did. And then the week I got back, you know, it's always a bit sheepish when you go back after being ill, so I just think everyone's looking at you. So I just kind of kept myself to myself, so I did a lot of writing that week. And, um, uh, so Queer as Folk had been on the year before, or maybe that year, but earlier in the year, had just been the biggest thing, um, which again was like 20 years ago now, which is mental. Um, but it had gone down well. Everyone was like, oh, it's so shocking, oh, it's so groundbreaking. All of those, all of those adjectives, um, but like landmark TV and then everyone was going when's the next one going to happen and Russell T Davis had already said uh, I'm, I'm not going to do another series uh, I'm just going to do like a, well at, at the time it was a movie but then it ended up being a two-parter sort of feature length to wrap up the whole story and that's it and I just kind of thought well the first one was so groundbreaking and everyone was talking about it, they still are um, is there any way that we could do something like a doc about how impactful as the first one was and the behind the scenes of the one that's being made just so it's all kind of like wrapped. everything's wrapped up then. so I wrote this um, just over a one page you know now, if you can't say it in a page it's not yeah. worth doing as they say so anyway I wrote it and uh, just showed it to Tony and I was like well I've, I've written this I think it would be really good we could get Nicola Schindler in it we could get Russell we get the director the stars blah 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 all that kind of stuff um, and I sorry and I wrote it and uh, handed it to him and he went oh I really like that and I was like, okay. And then they had a, a meeting with um, these two guys from Channel 4 who were coming to talk about something completely different because they were in the commercial sector, this newly formed, commercially funded department of Channel 4. Uh, and they said... Uh, and E4 was just starting as well. And uh, they said, well, this would this would be great because we're starting these new things called DVDs, which is hilarious, uh, and we'll release them on DVDs. This could... this this could go on the DVD and we could show it on E4 so let's just see if, if they want to do it and and it got commissioned so I got my first commission when I was still a runner which I think is hilarious it's amazing um, so then uh, they said well you know we need a team to make it but thing is hell, you'll be working on Planet Pop so if you want to do it you're going to have to do both at the same time and I was like I'll do anything which kind of went against the whole me having to do Light like, Duties but I was it was further down it was a couple of months later by the time they started filming so it was alright so, um, so we we did it. We filmed it. Went on set. Did sit down interviews with everybody, um, and I got to sit in the edit with Barry. Uh, Barry did it. Barry Ryan, who did the who did planet part, and um, just it was it was amazing. Kind of like this is only a little idea that I had, and now it's happening, and it's something that I really enjoyed watching. I'm getting to meet the people that have done this. And it's great so we did that and then uh, and you can still get it now because obviously 20 years later there are several editions of the dvd special edition special editions, and, yeah. anniversary editions and all that but every time you get it it's still there so i mean i don't get any money from it i'm not advertising or anything but um <laughs> well, no, but, what, fun, well, but it was yeah. amazing that was really cool, and then that kind of made me go well actually i do production i really enjoy it but i really like coming up with stuff as well so all the way through my career Because, I mean, I don't know how true this is, but some people think they can only do development, or some people only do development, and some people only do production, and that's absolutely fine. But for me, I just kind of think both of them go hand in hand, and also, a lot of the best production people have had development experience, and absolutely the best development people have had production experience, because... You, you know when you're writing an idea and how you want to achieve it that it's actually doable and how you would do it uh, not to say people that do development don't know that but one informs the other so you know when you're selling an idea you can be a bit more kind of uh, robust about how it would yeah. happen and a bit more realistic rather than go yes we're going to get this celeb and it's going to be filmed on an island and we're going to do this on this much money and you know all that so um, all the way through um, I've kind of done both which is nice. Not everyone gets to do it, but I've been really lucky. That's amazing.
1: Well, um, it's gone by very quickly, and 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 I, and I feel like we're going to sort of scratch the surface, but we are we are sort of running out of time. I feel okay. like this could we should do a sequel. We should get you in oh. again because I feel we've barely scratched it. But sorry, um, I no, 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 about, don't no, no. But that that, that, that that's why I want to. I mean, in a way, you mentioned there was a few things that you probably worked on, so you could either tell us about another one of those, or if you like, you could talk a little bit about. TV you're watching at the moment, but um, I'm happy for you to do whichever one you'd like. What are you watching at, your at the moment? Or I feel like you were, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll leave that up
2: to you. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm watching quite a lot of stuff at the moment. Weirdly, at this time of year, you know, there's always because I'm a huge Strictly fan and loyal yes. Strictly, but now that's started, I love Strictly. I never miss Strictly. Um, but there's a lot of great drama out right now which i am loving and they always work better in the winter because you just want to you know just want to stay at home don't you Cause it's always raining but um i thought strike was amazing yes the C- both the, the, the Cuckoo's the, the jk Rowling. yes yes yeah although um, i wonder yes, right? up yes yes yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, was it yeah strike the cookies Calling, and the second one was the Silkworm. I i but i, I preferred the first one probably just because it was an introduction it was great but brilliantly cast Tom Burke and Holiday Granger are amazing I think she's going to be humongous not that she's not big now but I think she's going to be one of our sort of Dame Judi Dench type people in in 20 years she's unbelievable and Tom Burke's great in it Um, but really well shot really really um, stylistic and and great mystery so I love that Dr. Foster which everyone loves and Last Night Oh, I can't really say last night, I don't know. But anyway, oh, yeah. episode four was episode last four, night, which series. was, and ended on a brilliant cliffhanger, so I can't wait to see how that finishes. Um, and what else am I watching? Oh, I'll tell you what, I am watching that I love, which is kind of more what I do, they're dramas. Um, and if you've seen my tweets, you'll know that, that I love it a lot. Um, Richard Osman's, see it's full title, Richard Osman's yes, House of Games, House which of is games. just, Genius. When's when's that on? So it's finished now. Hopefully, right. it's going to come yeah. back. I would be very surprised if it didn't. It's got to. Um, so it's stripped across the week as well. Six, uh, six o'clock or six thirty? No, six. I think. Yeah. Six thirty is eggheads, isn't it? Um, and it's uh, so Richard in the in the um, games master seat, and then four celebs. Um, and normally, I kind of go. My thing is, we don't have enough quiz shows that have got regular people on anymore I think there's a real lacking because what, that kind, kind of, of
1: give us a clue yeah I mean is it celebrities or is it, is it um, members of the public
2: Well, on Richard's yeah. show it's a for celebs it's for successed. celebs and I think in this instance it works with it having celebs on it yeah Um, because each round is just so kind of not that it's random because you know the, the best things that appear to be random take the most thinking as uh, t- a lot of TV shows I've worked on um, have, have shown me but um, the rounds are just brilliant they're literally just they're like crazy parlour games like word smash where you've got to put two things together and then um, the first letter of a word um, of a song and just from the first letter and they give you the year you've got to figure out what it is but surprisingly you can do it you're yeah. singing it in your head but um so uh, my favourite one is like um, the word smash round which is like towards the end and it's, it's hilarious there's um, there's a picture and then there's a question and then both of those answers put together gives you the, the full answer oh, but yeah. you have to say it correctly in order to get the point so there's a picture of um, Westminster Abbey Westminster Abbey rather yeah. and uh, you know I don't know um, uh, which singer married uh, Jay Z, right. So Westminster Abbey and Beyonce. So the the answer is Westminster and Beyonce, <laughs> right? oh Okay, so so, so it's kind. Of, it's, literally, ask yeah, actually, it's literally yeah. It's literally the words. You, you have to get it perfectly, and right. you have to say it right. right. Yes. yes. Um. It's it's absolutely brilliant. It's such a good show. I'm re- and I think when I when I saw the first one, I think I um I think I tweeted. Um. I was really uh. I loved it. Uh, and I was really jealous. Said, oh, I didn't commission it, but if anyone wants to spread the rumor that I did, feel free." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You could, yeah. Why not? I think that people take credit for things all the time. Exactly. It's got nothing to do with them. But I mean, you know, five hundred million people created the Joseph. And if, um, if truth be known, but like you know, anyone exactly. you, anyone you meet goes, "Oh, yeah, I worked on the chase it's, Oh, great, great. Yeah. Well, I might have done if I walked past you in a corridor. Exactly. Um, so the
1: resurrection of parlor games on television, you could you could claim credit. For. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. But I think um, that works with celebs doing it because you see the, the the competition. It's kind of funny. Yeah also there's a chance to laugh at them but I think there's um, yeah I I just think those days of having regular people for want of a better word on uh, game shows they happen in daytime like on the chase yeah but nighttime ones we don't really have that anymore and I think that's a real I think we're missing something there because they used to be huge as like you know you've got um like in the olden days you've got your play your cards right prices right and all that which is brilliant yeah. and it gives you people to win that's why Ant and Deck works so well yeah. other than the fact that it's Ant and Deck and everything they do is amazing but Saturday Night Takeaway is about as perfect TV as, you, as it gets it's just wonderful everything about it is so slick um, everybody enjoys watching it everyone enjoys taking part no one's made fun of in the way that Brucey did on the Generation game which yeah. now is coming back as well, so that's that that'll be brilliant with Mel and Sue, so that'll be great. So it's nice to bring old things back and harking back to a time when, all, you know, all that worked. But you know, what's the next kind of, what's the next big game show? Yeah, well, I, I will... ask people that all the time because they bring it to me and I go, no, it's not that.
1: Yeah, but, what will be the innovation? yes yeah. because I mean, I think yeah. the, you're right. There is a lot of value in bringing back those things that that bring people together, and those things won't change. But yeah, where's the big where's the big disruptive yeah. thing that hopefully will be sold around the world for yeah, millions and, of pounds?
2: And I think that's the thing, it's kind of like if you've got a worldwide format, they'll love you for it, which absolutely has its place and every broadcaster, every production company is a business. Of course I get that. If that's a by product of a successful show, that's unbelievable. But really at the heart of it, yeah, you know, as a programme maker and as someone that wants to commission a great show, I want the show to be good. I mean the sales is a bonus. Yeah. But there and then it needs to be a good idea otherwise you know I'm not going to be engaged you're not going to be engaged, no one's going to want to go on it if it's a boring show anyway so the sales is kind of, it's academic really but um, yeah just to get those kind of and you know we consume TV in a very different way now so that's a, that's a large part of it but in the 90s when everyone you know used to get those big figures for Millionaire I, th- I think since Millionaire the only show, game show that has kind of got people tuning in in those kind of numbers, um, like regular people, was um, Davina's million-pound drop, which yes. I thought was brilliant. It was really good. It looked great. Had a really nice conceit to it. And it was exciting. You know that whole kind of made the best of the, of the live kind of. Yeah, element, which and I mean, ironically, they're bringing that back now as well, but as a daytime version with a with a lower. Less yeah, so <laughs> that's it, it's the hundred k drop yeah, right now.
1: Very much uh, austerity. Version. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, as I said, I'd, I'd, I'd love to get you back because I. Feel we've just scratched the surface i'll be back we'll be back we haven't even talked about star wars which isn't technically television but might yeah, be television or, in the future but yeah, I, we need to talk about yeah star wars, exactly i feel we might maybe we'll just do like a star wars special absolutely i'm there but it's, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here and oh, thank uh, you. We'll, we'll see you
2: again soon see you soon